Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Phil? What's up, Mike? How you doing, my friend? Good, and yourself? I'm good. I just had to run out to move my car due to street sweeping. You know how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, I just had to do that. They unfortunately went by. I went out too late and they already went by my car. And uh. the, the, the patrol car that's usually with them wasn't behind. So I'm hoping oh. I get scratch free from this. It's a $90 ticket now or I think $70. And it's like, Jesus. Oh, just you don't want to pay that. No. You know? So um hoping for the best of that situation. <laughs> it's funny when you said I got to run out and move my car. That's immediately what I thought of. Street sweeper. It's got to be street sweeper. Day. Yeah, man. They get you hard in Long Beach. It's like weekly as as everywhere else. It's weekly. Um, the first when I moved to this new place out here, the first week uh, when we moved here, I didn't, I didn't know what day it was. And it happened to be like the next day when we moved, um, I went outside the, I was like, I didn't know. I just moved. And she was like, too bad. Welcome to the long beach. I was like, damn <laughs> cold blooded. Yeah. I told her, I was like, it's like that. She's like, it is. And I was like, Oh, fine. fine. <laughs> Welcome so. to the LBC. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, dude, looking forward to getting into the new album and the tour and everything and talk a little, uh, uh, fantasy football and craft beer and other stuff too. But, uh, dude, let's get into the new album, Tether eighth album. And, uh, dude, I imagine it was nice to get back in the room and record compared to the last one where you guys were all doing it over zoom and everything. Is that, is that how it went this time around? That's what you would think, right? Um, unfortunately, no, we did the same way. Uh, no way. Yeah, it, it's self-produced, you know, so we've kind of figured out a way to not have to s- spend as much money as possible, um, which is good, uh, which is totally different. Like, I'm I'm from the era of when you went to the studio, you know, you hashed it out for a month and a half with the guy, with the boys, you figure it out how you want to put songs together. You help with whatever you need to help with. And now since we're doing it a different way and we've kind of learned how to do it over zoom, we still kept it that way, which is hmm. interesting. Um, I would like to still go into, um, a room and do all that stuff and go back to how we were used to doing it or how we are used to doing it. Yeah. But it, it then, since we're doing it from home, it's just like us kicking it in someone's apartment or something, you know what I mean? Which is fine, but we figured out a way to like do your homework at home. And when, when you want to work on something and you feel an artistic moment or whatever, you could do it. So that's, that's good. That's like the plus side of doing it ourselves comparative to when you're in a producer, it's kind of like forced, right? to come out and do that sort of stuff, which is fine. But when you actually feel excited about something and have more time to think about it, um, you kind of have more hands on of every single aspect of the album. So I do really enjoy that uh, part of not having to go to a studio, but I do miss the camaraderie of the boys in the studio, just chopping it up. Um, being having jokes you know just the boys hanging out uh in the studio so i do miss that but i also do appreciate um the new formula formula of yeah exactly (laughs) of what we've learned and what we've done over the last two albums Interesting, man. Yeah, I figured that was just for the pandemic and everything but it's really become the new way and imagine aaron kind of producing it again then right 
Yeah, Aaron did everything. And Alva, Tino lives in Palm Springs. He's moved to the desert. Ah. Aaron Aaron lives in downtown LA. I mean, Alan lives in downtown LA. Aaron HB, I live in LB now. So three of us are kind of close, but then at the same time, um, we're not all generalized in a centralized location like we used to be. Interesting, interesting. And, you know, with the last album being out during the pandemic, kind of, and no, obviously no touring for that, and everyone kind of still at home, when did you start saying, all right, time to turn the page and start writing a new album? When did you guys actually begin writing Tether? I would say like almost a year ago. Some, some of the tracks are like a year old um, from, from where it's getting released, maybe even a year and a month. So we're always continuously writing um, whenever we feel inspiration or you know, uh, want to dip into starting an album. We already have a couple songs ready to go. Um, not B sides from the last album, but like stuff that it's like newer, we're trying to do different soundscape stuff, atmospherical stuff. And, um, so I would say like a year and a, a year and a month is when a song got developed for, for tether. So it kind of happened kind of fast. And especially during COVID, you know, we, we released an album and then we're like, okay, since we're home again, have some time, not touring, you know, things happened in life to where we couldn't hit the road right? to where we were just like, you know what, let's focus on another album and kind of hash out, you know, 10, 15 songs of where, uh, we find a comfortability of going you know actually going out to completing an album so yeah like a year and a month so it it just happened Hmm. yeah like you finally we fleshed out echo which echo was at the beginning of covid too so 2020 early we started that and then that came out and then we're kind of just sitting at home not touring it's like well why not create another uh you know, album of music and keep trying to grow our writing styles and pursue another album. So that, that becomes a $10 million question. Why did you guys not tour on echo? Why did you sit out? I mean, obviously the pandemic, but it's been a few years now. Yeah. You know, we've had a couple uh family emergency things um, with people's uh, you know, family, like loved ones, a, a couple serious injuries to people to where, um, we've had to stay home and help in that way. So it kind of was an unfortunate stay home, mm. I guess, you know, cause we had tours, um, that we were, you know, given to us, asked us to be on, you right. know, for instance, like a Slipknot tour last summer, we're like, Oh, oh my God, of course, uh. you know, we love Slipknot. Um, our music goes good with touring with them and we've toured with them before. So it made sense. But at the same time, the unfortunate reality of, um, having to stay home to take care and help somebody's like livelihood to get them back on their feet. So life happened, um, you know, so that helped fuel the album writing as well, because we kind of took like a a little time off from the, from writing hard and being the band that's demanding to be on the road because that's what we were used to for the first 10 years of our career. Right. So it was good. Um, but yeah, um, it was just unfortunate circumstances of life happening, but we're super excited to finally get back on the road. 
Yeah, we'll get into that in a second here. But uh, last couple of things I want to mention about Tether. Uh, interesting album cover. Kind of looks like a Rorschach painting or something to me. But you yeah, tell me about that. yeah, that's that's what uh, we wanted to do because I feel like with music, every song kind of works for somebody. If you're listening to the lyrics and you could develop your own, this song is written for me or this song is written for you or however anybody wants to take the song in for themselves. But with the artwork, it's, it's, it's exactly that. Um, Tino, our drummer actually created it, um, which is really cool. Like a, a, from the music production to artwork, every single thing was created by somebody in the band or done by somebody in the band. So that's a cool accomplishment for us to, you know, take everything in from in-house art to production. Everything's from us. So with the, um, album artwork, each song has its own individual art. When you look at the packaging in the album, you'll see each song has its own colors, has its own visual representation of what it might make you feel and make you think. Hmm. So we kind of wanted it to bridge that sort of mental gap of where every song could be for you. As in, what do you think encompass of this song for yourself or um, what does the music make you feel or think? And each song has its own visual representation. Uh, so yeah, each song makes you think, um, and which I think is very cool because it's not just an album of songs that kind of has more of a visual, visual representation, but also Aaron's lyric writing is really in depth and can make you feel a certain way. So it's a, it's a hand hand to eye to ear package of all of that in one album. So it's a, yeah, it's an experience. I think it's really cool um, and excited to finally get it out to everybody. Yeah, I love that. I love that you guys still care about albums in this day and age where most people don't. And I thought it was kind of cool what you did on the last one with all the mini EPs kind of leading up to the album. Did that work out for you? Is that it kind of just a one-time deal? Because I kind of expected that to be the path moving forward. I like that way because... You know, the reason why we did that, you know, this is that was our seventh album when we did that. And we've re recorded, we, you know, over 100 songs now. So with that being said, a lot of the songs that we love don't get the the respect or mm. the the love that they should get. You know, so I thought that was cool because you gave them three songs at a time and they have to listen to all three songs. Right. And. I enjoyed that because when you work so hard on so much music and it's, it's just like so easy just to press next song and mm -hmm. to listen to your favorites and stuff like that. But you still should give a whole album a chance. Um, every song deserves a chance to get listened to. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, I'm not sure if our label did, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though. Um, I wish we did that sort of, roll out again for this album because this is another really deep album with a lot of good music from our heavy stuff to our melodic stuff we kind of hit it left to right so it would have been cool but you know they wanted to do the tr traditional rollout to see how that went and uh yeah that's how it goes sometimes I like what you said about the different vibes. Obviously, you guys have always had the the heavy side and, you know, a tune like War Paint and then, you know, more mid-tempo like Castaway. But I feel like Indigo is kind of a whole different vibe, a whole different sound for you guys. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the best part of about getting able to record our own music and kind of do what we want to do and chase the sound. Maybe our fans or even me personally, that song didn't make the cut for the songs I picked, Mm. but which is fine. Um, We kind of brought it back because Aaron wrote some amazing lyrics to it. And it was like, okay, it kind of does make a little bit more sense when it has a really good um, vocal melody, but also really deep lyrics with it. So it, it, that song went through the ringer for sure. It kind of, uh, it died for a little bit. Um, it reminds me of like a nineties, yeah. you know, like I could hear, you know, some seal or some, um, I forget the band name. Uh, the drummer's Morgan Rose. Seven um, dust. Seven dust. Yeah. Seven dusty vibe, you know, kind of has that heart and soul to it. Um, so yeah, it was a different song for us, but I think a part of an album, it makes sense because Mm -hmm. that's what an album should be. You should be trying to accomplish something new each time, uh, sound direction, even if you're not comfortable with it, that it is what it is. Um, it's a great song. I love it now. Um, and like I said, I didn't at first. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it should be. Love it on me. Love it. Looking forward to the entire album and checking that out. And, you know, talking about sitting at home for the past couple of years and interesting to see your post about 859 days since your last concert. Now you guys have played since then. But man, did that seem like a, a lifetime? And were there some nerves after uh, sitting out 859 days getting back on stage again? Yeah, the crazy thing is actually 1,313 days, even oh. further than, than what your that is. So. It, it was it was a long time um like i said earlier it to tour so much at the beginning of our um start as a band like always on the road that's what i knew it's what we all knew right but to get on stage and then of course right before you go on there's a couple technical difficulties <laughs> nothing's ever smooth you know we have some new techs as well so it was a uh, <laughs> you know, you can't always expect everything to be perfect. Um, it's not a, it's not a fairy tale getting up to play on stage. And when you travel with 30 pieces of gear through an airport, it's not, it's no fairy tale, you know? <laughs> so, uh, the fairy tale story for us is that we got to play, um, my guitar was in tune. So I was happy about that. Uh, but yeah, the feeling about getting back on stage, um, the emotion of kind of like hugging the guys right before and saying to them, man, we finally get to do this again. Um, but it was just like hopping on a bike, uh, to me, you, you always know, remember how to ride a bike. Um, I was excited to play some new guitars because I've been sitting on, you know, custom guitars for my company for like four years. And I was excited to play those. Uh, to see the crowd uh, was amazing. You know, unfortunately, Blue Ridge Festival was yeah. a really tough festival for fans. Um, yeah. Luckily, the day we were there, uh, it, it ran really smooth. Um, no crazy weather. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of excitement to that led up to that. And I'm not going to lie. When I flew out there and I saw the weather for the forecast, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be the standard we're going to show up. Luckily we have insurance. We're just going to go home and, uh, not be able to play this gig. Uh, but then we got to play. So I was really, I was, you know, I kind of, I had my doubts, but then we got to play, um, played an awesome rock show and 
it definitely, you know, blessed my, my, my heart again of mm-hmm. wanting to play shows and missing that feeling. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of pure joy, I guess, uh, is the best way I could say it. Yeah. It was cool to see you busting out that, uh, Jurassic park guitar that you that, talking about one of those customs. And yeah. I'm- yeah. Finally, you know, I just get this, <laughs> I've been staring at it at home for, for years, you know, like a year and a half. And, uh, Finally got to, you know, show some love to my companies and play some cool guitars because those guitars mean a lot to me too. When you're, it's like a, like a tattoo in a way, because it's like a, something that just means a lot. Um, when you design something, your nostalgic value of, you know, I did that guitar for the, you know, 10 year old me because I love dinosaurs. I love Jurassic Park. And also love how like 80s style guitars looked. They were just mm-hmm. very fun. You know, that's what kind of got me into wanting to play guitar because they just made it look so much fun. And yeah, I wanted to do that. And yeah, I got to play it. So it, yeah, it was a, like I said, pure joy moment of getting to take the stage again. Imagine you were sore though the next day in body parts and stuff you didn't even think about, right? Because oh, all man, the adrenaline I, I, gets going. And- the Blue Ridge actually had a massage therapist. Um <laughs> And I kid you not, I went from stage to massage table. <laughs> um, so I I was a little sore, you know, like in, in my neck especially. But I, I truly, truly went from stage to massage table. Like, <laughs> and uh, everyone, the next day, everyone's like, oh, my back and my neck. I was like, I really, I'm happy I got a massage <laughs> because it, right after the heat of the moment, you know, I got to get slapped up with some oil on my back and uh kind of decompress everything and i I think it helped for sure um i was so my calves were sore because i'm carrying my fat ass these days i'm (laughs) jumping around you know what i mean just uh, a little bit heavier than what i was um then so my calves were definitely sore i felt that so i've been going to the gym like and actually kind of <laughs> gaining some more strength in that area because I was like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to be doing this for 30 plus days again, I got to get back in shape for that. So hell yeah. yeah. And now, and now we got you finally on a, on a tour coming through LA. SoCal at the wheel turn mm-hmm. with, I imagine old friends bullet for my Valentine on Halloween. Yeah. yeah on Halloween, baby, it's going to be fun. Get your, get your costumes ready, you know? So it's going to, yeah. Halloween show at home on a weekend, it kind of the stars typically don't align like that, you know, so it's going to be a good time. Hometown shows are always crazy. You know, my phone's been blowing up, <laughs> you know, since we put that out there. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like I have to pick and choose who I want to invite and you know how that goes. Hometown shows. Um, luckily, my parents are a little older now, so they probably won't make it. But they're, <laughs> they're happy I'm back on the road. But that, at least that clears up two. Yeah, two extra two, tickets. Two list spots. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, excited for the show. Bullet's great, great friends of ours. Um, great, great metalcore band as well. So it's going to be a great show, good Halloween gig, and get to play in front of uh, some friends and family. So, like, for a Halloween show like this, and you know well in advance and everything, are you going to dress up on stage? Have you dressed up on stage in the past? Yeah, uh, we've kind of decided our look. Uh, I'm not going to disclose it now, but we've been um, talking about it for um, a couple weeks now, putting that, throwing out some ideas and that sort of stuff. We've had a show on Halloween once um, with In This Moment, actually, in New Orleans. And 
I think I was, I think I was, maybe Alan wore a mask and Tino might have wore a mask and AP, I don't remember what AP did, but I wore like a Rasta banana outfit, <laughs> you know, it was like a banana dreads, um, which was difficult to play guitar because it didn't, you know, if you look down, all I see is the costume, you know, right. like it only had the little square to where my peripheral is just right in front of me. So I was like, man, this is going to be a rough one. So I had to like bite down on like something inside of the costume. So it, it would then tilt. Yeah. Tilt. So when I got off stage, I remember feeling the mask. I was like, a, a part of the costume was just soaking wet. I was like, damn, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but then, yeah, I gave the, the costume away to a fan afterwards. And I was like, well, enjoy. not my problem no more. Enjoy you know, the wet spot. Yeah, enjoy the <laughs> smell of some Jameson and some beer and some saliva because that's what it definitely smells. It smelled a little bit like New Orleans. So <laughs> perfect, perfect. But yeah, yeah, he loved it. So I was like, yeah, enjoy. Awesome, man. And uh, just last couple of things I wanted to hit you with. Uh, you were kind enough to uh, have me in a fantasy football league a few years ago. It's been a while yeah. now. I kind of got reminded of it because I'm in a new league on ESPN and it popped up. That league popped up saying it hadn't been renewed yet. But uh, are you playing this year? Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I'm the champion in my like my buddy league at home. So um, it's there's actually been a, a league that's I think it's its twelfth year. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a long you know it's been a long 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 lasting league and uh, my team's four zero. I'm happy about that. Nice. I have some injuries that I'm dealing with, so once I heal up, um, the team will be even you know hopefully better it's it's so different every week every player gets utilized differently if a quarterback gets hurt your wide receiver doesn't get any love so as you know it's a up and down sort of thing but yeah there's a lot of trash talk going on you know <laughs> since i'm the former champ um i'm four and oh now so yeah it's, you're uh, doing all the trash talking I'm definitely delivering a lot of trash talk to these guys yeah so they deserve it though who who was your first pick uh, my first pick. And did you have the last um, pick since you won last year? You had the last pick. Then? Yeah. So I had nine and 10, um, which is always rough. So I use, I went for a wide receiver and a running back. So I think I picked, uh, Diggs and Barkley. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, Diggs is a baller. Barkley is injured, but when he comes back, he'll be balling. Um, how about you? Who'd you pick first? Dude, I had, I came in last, last, last place last year. So I got the first pick. And I was the whole way up to the draft. I was going, I'm going to take Eckler instead of mm-hmm. CMC because he always gets yeah. hurt. And thank God I didn't. Thank God yeah. I stuck with CMC, man. Thank goodness. Yeah, that was <laughs> the first person in our draft too. the buddy that took him of in our league. He's a Niners fan. So he was like, I don't care about anyone else. I'm going CMC. And I, what a great decision he made. You know, right? He used his heart fully <laughs> in that decision. And uh, it, it worked out for him. So, yeah, it's. It's funny. Yeah, I got to get my league going again. It it got, I ran it again last year or two years, maybe two years. I think I did it last year. Mm. And um, I tried to get it going again. I, I had like nine people, maybe eight people like hit me up about it. And I was like, ah, I just, I'm in, I think I'm in four or five leagues right now. So <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, it's on the back burner. But since we're touring again, I like to do a league next year too, to where like, 
you know, whoever wins or whoever gets to be in the league, get to come to a show, hang out, you know what I mean? Like, I like to make that experience a lot funner because if you're joining my league, I I appreciate it. And if you're a fan of the band, um, I like to cater to coming to a show and all that stuff. Yeah, it was cool. The the year I played, I remember uh, Levi Benton was in the league too, and I'm sure yeah. some other guys I'm forgetting. But I recently interviewed him and brought that brought up that league again. Uh, what was that back in September? I think when their album came out. But uh, good times. And uh, last thing I wanted to touch upon with you, uh, Great Notion Brewing, big craft beer fan. Yeah, yeah, Great Great Notion is a. Uh, I they were my very first. Uh... I got to make um, content for them. So my very first beer sponsor, which was really cool, um, especially such a great company that does crazy, crazy things um, that are all tasty. Like? So what's that? Like what What kind of crazy things are they doing? In oh, just like crazy sours, just with super uh, crazy fruits and like boysenberry pie sour. And Is that uh, your flavor, the sours? I do enjoy sours. I'm a bigger hazy IPA okay. guy, not specifically hazies, but I like hazies. I like IPAs to me. It's just like full flavor. If I, if I, were, I don't smoke cigarettes, but if I were to smoke a cigarette, it's going to be a red. <laughs> it has full flavor. Right. And that's, you know, whiskey, bourbon, all that stuff is full flavor. And I like my beer that way. Um, you know, Same. not, but if, yeah, if I'm going to, if I'm, I like sours, you know, I like, I, I, I love all beer. I'll just say keep it at that. <laughs> I don't have any sort of beer I don't really like. Um, so yeah, I like it all. Do you do you kind of go with the with the uh, the seasons? Like it, you know, drink more of the stouts and reds in the winter, and more of the lo- uh, more of the lagers and pilsners in the summer, or just whatever comes across your face. Uh, I mean, I'm, I like the seasonal, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. Um, so I'm not going to be sipping pumpkin spice, (laughs) IPA, cinnamon toast, crunch IP. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'll, I'll drink like maybe like an apple cider something. Um, but yeah, I'll drink like reds, stouts, you know, winter time. Uh, and that's like the best part of touring. You know, I get to go back on the road and sample and try so many different things that, I've been missing out on for like the last couple of years. So um, a lot of great breweries have popped up during uh, COVID times and things like that to where people got to really experiment and then make their own brand and yada, yada, yada. So uh, I'm really excited to go back out and try a bunch of stuff um, throughout the States. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, as you know, I love beer, so I can't wait to, to really get to enjoy a bunch of um the new pop-ups and old pop-ups that I used to go to. Love it, man. Last thing I got for you, we're old school radio station. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 PM, which you're going to be a part of. And I've been having this Metallica debate. You're a Metallica fan, right? Correct. Okay. So I've been having this debate all year long with my buddy, uh, Brad, who sings in a band called against the sun, but we've been debating the greatest Metallica album ever. And we came down on differing sides and out of these two, I'm curious what your favorite would be. His pick is ride the lightning. My pick is master of puppets out of those two, which would be your numero uno, man. I'm a big ride the lightning fan. Like, uh, those riffs got me going back in the day. Um, so I have, I have to choose cause that's, that's probably my number one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, and I love the black album as cliche as that album is. It's that's, that's like close, but I, I would say, yeah, the ride the lightning, but my, my favorite Metallica stuff they've ever done 
is Metallica S&M, the original. Oh, That's really? That's the very first uh, Metallica album my mom let me purchase. Um, so when I got that, I was like, man, this is so intriguing having the orchestra with Metallica. Because I've heard of Metallica songs, you know, when I was younger, but I never got to buy the album. So when I got to hear it incorporated with a full orchestra, um, it added so much dimension and so much like things I wasn't prepared for. Hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And, you know, they released a new song on that album, Cult of Cool, uh, not, I forget the name of no it. No Leaf Clover. Uh, no Leaf Clover. Yeah. So No Leaf Clover was a banger. And yeah, I, for the original Metallica stuff, Ride the Lining, but like the album I could go listen to because it has also the, a bunch of different songs from all the albums re redone mm-hmm. is uh, S&M because that was a cool thing that happened that never happened back then. Yeah, no, they were the first to do it. And it makes sense. And it shows how musical and how melodic those songs are, even how heavy they are. They were still able to find the melody in there. And, and that's what comes out with the symphony, really. It's true art. Um, you know, they, they worked with a great composer to do that and uh, really created a soundscape of like old style, you know, music that I would never thought would blend with the Metallica stuff. And a lot of bands, modern bands are doing that for their own sound these days. Uh, So it's a really cool thing that they did and created and a whole orchestral sense of music with metal, even though death metal and, you know, Dimor Borgir, they've been doing that too, but not saying Metallica did that first, but I'm just saying on a larger scale, Metallica brought it to a lot more people with, a little bit more enjoyable music to listen to. And and they even did an SNM two recently. I think it was yeah, last year. I think, yeah, they did it. Right, I think like 20. it might've been right before COVID. Cause I was trying to fly out. It was at the chase center in uh, um, San Francisco. So I was like, man, I, I really, I love the first one. I really want to go to the second one, but yeah, it unfortunately didn't make it, but um, it also, it still sounds badass. Metallica is a, a great band. Just to put a button on it, can we play a song? What Metallica song can we play for you on Mandatory Metallica? My One of my favorite songs to listen to is Fuel. Ah. Um, I think Fuel's a ripper of a song. Such a huge chorus. Uh, I love the riff in it, too. It's, um, yeah, I love that's probably my, uh, when, I, when I'm running and I need a little bit of extra, extra push, pumping. Yeah, it's definitely Metallica Fuel for me. Beautiful, man. Thank you for the time. Can't wait for for the album and the tour and everything. And uh, best of luck out there on the road. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, hopefully you could get to that show. If not, we're going to have to go have another show where you could make it through and definitely have some nice craft beers together. Yeah, I would love love to hang and I would love for a headline show, man. I mean, it's tough to see you guys yeah, open at this point. Next year, for sure, 110% we're going to do that. Um, we just wanted to get our feet wet again, so... Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I'll be there to support that one as well. Phil, have a great afternoon. Thank you for the time and uh, safe travels out there. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great afternoon, too. And thank you for the interview. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye bye. Later. Later. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety.
available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m. to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.